Hey, yo, what's going on, Spurs fam? It's been a while. Uh, I've been off the record for a little bit. I had to uh, collect my emotions. Our Spurs had a rough season. So anyway, uh, this is kind of a a moratorium for our season, kind of a wrap-up and a look at what I think we should do and kind of what I think is going to happen in the next couple months. Um, Yeah, and just kind of an outlook on uh, what's to come, maybe some moves we can make. Um, some Kawhi stuff. So yeah, uh, stay tuned. That's coming at you next. What is going on, Spurs fam? Let's talk a little uh, basketball. So clearly our Spurs were knocked out uh, in five games by the Golden State Warriors. Um Man, just as a diehard Spurs fan, it's always rough seeing us just get beat up like that. Um, and then you throw in the passing of Aaron Popovich, and it just it was a rough ending to the season. So now let's just kind of take a look at um, some of our guys, like who I think is coming back, who could be gone, and who I think should be back, and who I think should be gone, because those are two important facts. Um, not even facts, but just two important elements to this conversation. So LaMarcus, uh, averaged around 33 minutes a game. Um, he'd average around 18 field goal attempts a game. He shot 51% for the season, which is awesome. Um, average 23 points a game and averaged just a, what close to eight, almost nine rebounds a game. I'd rather, I'd like to see him a little closer to 10. Um, but LaMarcus absolutely needs to come back. He's coming back regardless. Even if we didn't want him back, he signed a big uh, extension last year. So LaMarcus, in my opinion, is going to be a spur for life. And I think he's a perfect building block. Um, you know, you throw in Kawhi. Uh, I think he now knows how to play in our system. And, you know, thinking about potentially getting Kawhi back, I think next year could be really special. I think this year could have been really special. But just with all the uh, Kawhi drama, all the injuries, um, you know, I don't have to tell you, if you're a Spurs fan, you know, it was a weird season, but anyway, so, uh, next on the list, Kyle Anderson, he only averaged eight points a game, uh, five rebounds, three assists, a steal, a little over steal and close to a block. He shot, what was it? Uh, 52% for the season. Kyle's a restricted free agent, um, or maybe he's unrestricted, but either way, we're going to have to make a decision on Anderson. Um, I actually like Anderson uh, going forward. He knows our system. He knows pop. He knows how to play within our system. So I think that's a guy we try to sign. Um, and the TV money is not going to be a, a problem this this summer um, with uh, guys' contracts being crazy. So I think we could sign him for a decent uh, anywhere from five to eight mil um, a season, hopefully for like three seasons, um, maybe four at most. Um, I think he's young enough to where if you sign him to that deal and, you know, a year from now he's shit in the bed, we could still trade his contract, and it wouldn't be crazy. Um, next up, Patty Mills. Uh, he had a good season, just shot barely 40% for the season, shot 37% for three, averaged 10 points a game. Man, I like Patty. And he had a uh, a very special part in our 2014 run. The guy was just unconscious. He played great team basketball. But I think the... Um, his time in San Antonio is done. I just don't, like, anytime we play a team with a decent-sized two-guard, he just gets exposed. Um, and honestly, Patty, five years ago, 
had a little bit of um, dog in him when it came to defense. He would, you know, go anywhere it took to stop. Um, you know, he was a good team defender. Now he's slowed down a little bit. It seems like his shot is starting to kind of fade. So with that being said, I just don't know what that means um, down the line for uh, us keeping him. I, I personally think that we have Brent Forbes at a super cheap rate already. I just don't think it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense to go after um, or to keep paying Patty a pretty um, good-sized contract if he's not really giving us starter uh, minutes. He's a liability on defense. So I love Patty. Um, He's one of my favorite energy guys we've ever had um, for the San Antonio Spurs, but I just think that it's time to move on. Um, Next up, Danny Green. So... With the three guys we just named, Kyle Anderson, Patty Mills, Danny Green, one of those guys, in my opinion, will not be back. Maybe two. So I just think it's important we uh, really weigh out um, who we're going to go after because Danny brings um, first-team defense-type um, you know, atmosphere to our to the backbone of our D. We need that. The two guard, there are a lot of two guards and good two guards in the West. So Danny really helps that, and Danny also shoots. Um, a decent percentage from three. Um, let's see, what did Danny shoot last year? Um, actually, you know, 36%. So um, you want that number to be closer to, you know, to uh, 40%. But, um, again, Danny plays two sides of the ball. So I get Patty averages more points per game and it averages a little better percentage. But, in my opinion, his um, Danny has more of a high upside on the defensive end. And Danny's a more easily easily traded contract down the line. Um, you could trade Danny to a contender next year, um, throw him in a, a package and get a young piece potentially. So um, I personally want us to keep Kyle and Danny and move on from um, Patty. Just Like I said, he just has too many liabilities, and his strengths are not enough to argue, in my opinion, keeping him around. So anyway, I still love you, Patty. Um, I love you, Bala. He, he did a lot of good things for us. So, uh, Pal Gasol, I think we're kind of stuck with him. He signed that big $16 million contract last year. So we have one more year of him on the books. I don't mind keeping Pal unless um, we try to free up some cap space and throw him in a deal, um, strip him out somewhere and get another piece, another guy maybe who's a little younger. But I will give Pal credit. He had a triple-double last year. He played pretty well. You know, he averaged, what, uh, 10 points a game for us. Um eight rebounds a game. So I mean, he's doing something. Um, he's a veteran presence. Um, he's one of those guys that doesn't really get caught uh, in, in bad positions on offense or defense. His weakness is his athleticism and his age. Um, that's really the only thing I have to hold against Powell. Um, I'm always down for a good veteran uh, leadership on our Spurs teams. We've always had it. Look back to every run. You know, I can name you multiple veterans, you know, Speedy Claxton, Glenn Robinson, Kevin Willis. Um, there's always a guy, Tiago Splitter, there's always a guy that was on our team that, um, you know, maybe didn't produce crazy amounts but was there for the locker room, and that's always a good thing. Uh, Rudy Gay, I I want to say I read yesterday it looks like Rudy Gay is in a test of free agent market. I wouldn't mind re-signing Rudy uh, maybe to a little bit smaller of a deal if he wants to try to win. But um, other than that, yeah, I don't know. Um, Rudy, I love, I loved his. I mean, he averaged forty-seven percent shooting from the field on eleven points a game. Like it's not like he was bad. Um, he's a great guy to switch on defense. Um, he's still athletic. So if we can sign him to a somewhat, um, you know, doable deal, a, a Spurs-friendly deal, and he's sticking around to try to win, I'm totally down with having him back. 
Um, DeJounte, uh, let's see, what did he average for the year? 44% from the field, 26 for three. Um, and he averaged eight points a game with five rebounds and just under three uh, assist a game and a steal, a little over steal a game. So good building base. Um, I just want to see more um, attempts for him this year. I don't like uh, – it just seems like he – kind of became, what's the word, complacent last year in his game. And I don't know, it's probably more to do with what Pop is having him do. I think if if Pop said, DeJounte, you have the green light, go out there and do what you want, he could probably put up 15 points a game um, just off his ability alone. But I think he's working within, within the parameters of our system. So um, with that structure being around him, he's still figuring out his game, still learning under the Spurs way. Um, me and my guy Damian, uh, another big Spurs fan, he uh, he truly believes in uh, DJ, and so do I. I just think that he needs time, um, and next year is going to be a big year for him. He's going to have the starting line, being the starting lineup the entire year. It'll be his team. So look next year for Pop to really push Dejounte. Uh, hopefully this offseason Dejounte gets to work, and uh, you know really um, gives the Spurs a reason to want to extend him next season because I believe his his rookie deal deal is for four years. So next year will be three. Um, I, you know, this would be the time as a Spurs fan, you want to see him kind of explode onto the scene, maybe next year average somewhere between 13 to 16 points a game and really step up and be the, uh, the enforcer on the, on the uh, offensive end, because man, I'd say as a Spurs fan, the biggest thing we're missing, especially with Kawhi not out there was a guy that just can attack the basket. Like when LaMarcus wasn't out there, it seemed like our guys were like, Oh, Oh shit. Like, what do we do? So It'll be nice to have a guy who can attack the offense, make plays for himself, create his own shot. And the the biggest thing with that is if you can get a DeJounte Murray, a guy like that, to attack the rim and create shots for himself, eventually that means that he's going to have to start getting help. His defender is going to be like, I can't do this by myself, and they're going to start doubling down, which, you know, of course opens up our offense for our three-point shooters and guys like LaMarcus. So anyway, I loved, I really, really want to see a big year um, you know, only eight points a game last year for DeJounte. Let's see around, you know, 13 to 16 next year. That would be huge for our team. Um, okay, so Manu. We don't know what's going on with Manu. I kind of have a sneaking suspicion he's going to give it one more year. Um, the guy played more minutes than he has the past five years. Um, so clearly he still has it from an athleticism uh, perspective. And anytime you can get Manu in that locker room and set the tone for these young guys, um, later in their careers on just how to win. If you're in the locker room and you're not paying attention to a, a 40-year-old Mono Ginobili and how the hell he's still in the league, still putting up numbers, still being an active um, bench player for us. Like, you need to, like, DeJounte, Bryn, Davis Bertans, Brandon Paul, all you guys should be in there with, you know, clipboards, learning every little thing you can about how this guy does what he does. I just think it's important to uh, soak that up. Um, in a locker room, uh, just that veteran leadership doesn't come around. You know, you're not getting in the locker room with another Mono Ginobili if you're one of these young cats. So I think it's important um, they really take that to the next level, um, learn from Manu, and hopefully we get one more season of the Argentinian assassin. Um, it would just be a, oh, that would be so bad. Um, don't let that this be the last season we gave Manu. He deserves better. Um, same with Tony. Uh, I really respect the way Tony handled the, him going to the bench roll. Look at Carmelo Anthony's bitch ass and the way he won't even accept a bench roll. Like, it's just crazy. But Tony Parker, the Hall of Famer, um, literally part of the greatest trio and duo to ever play in the, in the NBA, 
um, statistically, uh, is like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm more than happy. I want to win. Take some fucking notes, Carmelo Anthony, you jackass. Just because that you have some kind of a brand name and a Jordan uh, contract doesn't mean you're be- uh, beneath going to the bench and helping your team win. God, give me a guy like Tony Parker who may- who's nowhere near as talented as Carmelo Anthony but just has the heart of a winner and the mindset of a winner. Give me that every day over guys like Carmelo Anthony. You're loaded with talent, but their head is just so far up their ass. It's really kept them from being a successful NBA player or at least reaching more success because he's definitely successful. Um, next up, Brent Forbes. Like I was saying earlier, I'd rather keep Brent Forbes as really, really nice rookie contract, cheap. Um, he basically is Patty. He can shoot just as let's see, he can shoot just as good as Patty. Shot a better clip from three than Patty. Um, only three less points a game than Patty. So, or four less points, and nowhere near the same amount of minutes. Let me see how many minutes did he played. He played 19 a game. Uh, and Patty played 25. So, yeah, the six extra minutes makes a big difference, especially for a three-point shooter. So I want to see him back. He's small, but, again, he has those Patty Mills qualities where he's a good shooter, plays within the system. Um, he's not a ball hog. Um, we just got to work on his D, and I think he'd, he'll be a nice fit. Um, Davis Bertans did not have the season I expected him to, only average about six points a game. Really just didn't play all that many minutes. I think the me and my brother were talking about this yesterday. I think the the Kawhi injury um, actually kind of hurt him because usually I think he would have come in and played a lot of small forward uh, with Kawhi on the floor, maybe Kawhi being a four at times, and that would really would have helped his game. But this year, because we were so stretched down low, I feel like he had to play in the post more, and I don't think he's a post player. So with his size, he can get away with it, but I just think he's he um, is going to be better on the perimeter, um, getting easy looks and using his athleticism against small forwards and his size uh, because against power forwards, it just seemed like he was a little out of place. Uh, Joffrey Laverne, I don't know if he'll be back. I don't know his contract uh, stuff. Uh, good energy guy, nothing to really write home about. If he didn't come back this year, next year, I wouldn't be hurt. Uh, Brandon Paul, I, man, I keep saying this. I like the way he plays defense. Um, I don't know a lot about his offensive game. It's pretty... Uh, What's the word? It just varies from game to game. I just think he needs more confidence. He's probably going to be a guy that, if we hold on to, we're not going to really see a lot from him for another two or three years. we got to work him into the system. Um, a young guy I am really excited about, Derek White. Uh, he went up and down through the G League. He averaged like 27 points in the G League tournament. Um, helped the Spurs win the G League tur- or the yeah G League tournament. So, anyway, um, I like Derek White. Uh, I still think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg with him. I do not think he's going to be a point guard. I think they're actually going to move him to the two guard, um, unless maybe we see a diminished role for Tony next year and they give more minutes to Derek White. But I just don't see that happening. Um, so anyway, that's just kind of a look at um, just the the roster, just at a you know a glance. And kind of the guys I think that could be coming or could be going. Um, now, let's get into the Kawhi stuff. Um, I have a little... I have a friend of a friend. I can't give away too much. But uh, a friend of a friend who knows um, some people through the Spurs organization. And I'd say about a month ago, he messaged me and was like, Yo, Kawhi is probably gone. So, uh, with all that being said... It's still rumors. Um, nothing is set in stone. Um, and since the season has ended, and uh, they've had a couple articles that have come out, it just it kind of just seems like to me that Kawhi's people have been talking for him. Um, Kawhi's come out several times and said, hey, I'm a spur, I'm going to be back. 
Um, it just seems like the media is, this is just something the media wants to happen, if that makes sense. It's just like the media has no other option but to push this story because it's a, a slow time in sports. And I personally feel like a lot of the media does not like um, the Spurs being successful. Like I, I, they, It just seems like they're tired of the Spurs being successful and they want Kawhi to leave so we can you know, struggle for 5-10 years and finally have to go through that you know, sharp decline. Um, I don't see Kawhi Leonard dropping $70 million. I just don't see it happening. It, that's crazy to me for him to be like, oh, I'm out. I'm not doing it. You know, I'm going to drop $70 million to go chase a shoe contract that he turned down that was worth 20 So it did, like, just from the numbers alone, it doesn't make sense. So anyway, I think Kawhi comes back. I think there's been a lot blown up about nothing a lot to do about nothing, and I think we're getting close to the time where we're finally going to get some answers. Um, I heard in the Bill Simmons podcast, Simmons was like, oh, well, then why wouldn't Kawhi show up to the playoffs and all that stuff? Well, it turns out um, in some of the articles that we've read that he was uh, in New York getting uh, therapy. And if I guess I, I get from the perspective of Kawhi, like why am I going to the playoff games if I'm trying to get right for next year? Because I think we could all agree – what is most important is that we see Kawhi come back next year. I don't give a crap, um, you know, what he signs for. I just want to see Kawhi back in a Spurs jersey. Um, he's helped build the uh, the foundation of what we have right now. So I think it's important we will reward uh, a big, uh, you know, our big star, our superstar, um, with a fat contract. I know he's had the the quad stuff. Um, I think we just have to take a gamble, pay him the max. And then you go from there. Um, now, let's get into the worst-case scenario. Let's say Kawhi comes out in a couple weeks and is like, I'm out. I do not want to be here. I don't like pop. I don't like the way my career, my injuries have been handled here. I want out. Um, that leaves us with some options, obviously. Um, I think option number one would be uh, trying to trade him to either well someone in the East. I'd rather not have him go to the West where... Um, you know, Kawhi could be an immediate impact on our future. Like, imagine him going to the, the Lakers and then us having to mess with the Lakers. Fuck that. Um, I, I just don't, I'd rather not see him be a thorn in our side for years to come. Imagine if he becomes even better and he's the reason we never see a finals again. We would never live that down. Um, so I guess we just need to figure out, um, of the Western Conference teams, who we'd be most willing to trade him to if the East is trying to blackball us. Um, but um, there are options. So, okay, so I guess I'll just start. Um, I actually, if you don't already know, I am a writer for WBLZmedia.com, and I wrote a Kawhi piece yesterday given three options. One option B, he resigns, obviously, we pay the max. My second option was trading him to Charlotte and getting a piece like Kimba Walker, putting him at the one and getting uh, another small forward in Nicholas Batum, who, um, in all honesty, should have been a spur a long time ago. He seems like uh, he's a French guy. Most of French dudes do good um, with Pop, Tony, Boris, um, Joffrey. There's been a couple guys that come in who are French, Nando DiColo. Um, so I just think it's important that maybe we get another guy like that that would fit in our system really well. I think that would be a good look. Um, 
in free age or in in a trade. So, uh, and obviously they'd probably have to throw a pick in there, maybe even like uh, one of the Zeller brothers, and maybe we throw in Patty Mills to make the money work. But that would be one because um, let, let's think about our starting lineup. Uh, I think you'd go either Kimba at one, maybe move DJ to two. Um, if we got, Ka- oh, I guess we wouldn't have Kawhi back. <laughs> you'd have Danny at three, Lamarcus at four, Pow at five, or uh, maybe even Batum starting at four. Um, so it, it'd be interesting. It, it would give us some backcourt scoring, which we just have no one who can create their own shot. And at this point, that's all I really want. I just want to be able to throw guys out in the court when Lamarcus isn't playing, where it's just like, oh shit, we're fucked. Because that's what it felt like quite a bit last year. Um, every time Kawhi or uh, Lamarcus was out on the bench, it was like our guys had no, no idea what to do. Like, <laughs> so I just think it's important getting two guys and Batum and um, Kim have obviously played together, so that, that uh, chemistry might be a, a good thing. So anyway, um, that's kind of my look uh, as far as to the Hornets. Now, the number one trade would be to the Celtics. Um, if we could somehow convince them to give up Tatum or Brown. Um, as the main piece, so I'll just say Brown because I don't think they're giving up Tatum. Brown's been banged up this year, so I think they could convince themselves to let uh, Brown go for Kawhi, um, and that that would okay. So let's go uh, the Kings pick next year, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier, and we'll give you Kawhi Leonard uh, a second round pick in either Patty Mills or um, maybe even Danny Green. Like that would not be a bad a bad look, and maybe they throw in Marcus Smart uh, to make the money work uh, instead of Rogier or something. But um, that that would be a game changer. You throw in DJ at one, um, Terry Rogier at two, Jalen Brown at three, uh, Lamarcus at four, and then you know Pau Gasol at five. That yo that that's a team, man. That that uh, I just like the way Pop works with young guys, and I think that could be a real real um, possibility and something pretty scary um, that we could go after. So those are my two trades. The other uh, Dark Horse trade would be to Philly. Um, Kawhi would be scary on Philly, and God, he would be just horrifying on uh, Boston if we pulled the trigger. But um, as far as uh, Philly goes, I think it would be a good look to have um, maybe trading Kawhi for Markel Fultz and Dario Saric and possibly a pick. Um, that would give us some uh, perimeter scoring, a young stud um, who you could either play at the one or two. Uh, I've not given up on Fultz, and let's not forget, we have the best shooting coach in the world. He's changed guys' careers. Uh, Chip England could definitely work with Markel Fultz and get that going. Um, so anyway, I, I, those are just some of the options that I've kind of looked at. Um, so now, instead of just doing the trade, let's just think about um, free agency. Um, now the top guys, I'm not even going to list cause we're not getting any of those guys, but I will list some guys that would be a very interesting look. Um, first and foremost, Aaron Gordon is a restricted free agent this summer. Uh, you know, he's your pro- prototypical modern forward athleticism, some ball handling chops. Um, he, if he can become a, a consistent three point shooter, uh, he will define his eventual ceiling, which will be super high. Um, I think it would be crazy if we got Aaron Gordon, put him at the four, and then we can move LaMarcus to five. That would give us some durability, some uh, athleticism on the perimeter. Um, Gordon, he's averaging 17 and eight uh, a game, uh, and that's for a bad team. Like I really think that those numbers could be pushed, especially if he's playing next to a, next to a guy like LaMarcus, who's you know offensively talented as hell. And teams would have to respect, you know, with a double team. You double team him, you're giving it to a guy like Aaron Gordon. 
Um, that would be interesting. Um, next up, Julius Randle. I didn't think I'd ever really like his game, but he, this past summer, I'll give him credit, he worked on his game. He's got the mid-range. He's super athletic. He's like a uh, way more athletic to Juan Blair. I know Spurs fans remember him. I used to love Blair, but his size and the, that knee thing, he had no ACLs or whatever. Like he was playing bone-on-bone. Bone. That can't be good for you. Um, so anyway, uh, Julius Randle could be an interesting ad. I don't think he'd be all that expensive. We could probably get a deal on him. And if he's looking to win, what a better place than to come to San Antonio. Um, all right, and then uh, especially if we keep Kawhi, or even if Kawhi goes, man, I want us to go get Jabari Parker. Only averaging 12 and 5 a game, but the guy is like unlimited potential. He's kind of plays underneath the shadow of Giannis. Um, the, there's a lot of turmoil in Milwaukee. Um, Jason Kidd, uh, was a big part of keeping him there. Um, so it's just gonna, it's really going to depend on, uh, how all that looks. Um, so I'm just really interested to see how that's going to look, um, here in the near future. So give me one second and I'm going to wrap this Spurs, uh, podcast up. I apologize. I had a little technical difficulty. So let me finish what I was saying. Jabari Parker is a great ad for us. He'd give us uh, some flexibility on the outside. He can shoot. Um, again, another guy that we hook up with Chip England, and who knows what his career kind of looks like. So, anyway, I think that would be either a great starter, or can you imagine him coming off the bench? Um, either way, Jabari Parker is, like, crazy talented on the offensive end, and I really think he'd be a nice ad to our uh, our team. So, um, other than him, I'm thinking Marcus Smart would be another uh, interesting ad. He's restricted, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, who else? J.J. Redick is a guy that I've always thought would look good in a Spurs jersey. We always need the the outside shooting. Avery Bradley uh, is one of the top available shooting guards. He's your prototypical 3 and D role player. But, man, he brings exactly what we would need um, at that two spot in case we did get rid of um, Patty or Danny, I think he'd be a nice plug and play. Um, he averages four, uh, almost 15 points a game and uh, about four rebounds a game. So anyway, these guys would all look very interesting in a Spurs jersey. Um, I guess it's just who you know fits best, so to speak. Um, other than that, maybe Thaddeus Young. I'm not seeing a whole bunch of guys I'd really want. Um, oh, Will Barton. That's the other guy. Um, I keep stressing how much we need perimeter scoring, and we need guys who are somewhat aggressive on the defensive end. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm really interested just seeing how this all plays out. Um, there are a lot of good uh, free agents coming up that we could easily grab. Um, I just think it's going to take uh, a little a little bit of coaxing on some of these guys, and obviously we're going to have to let the, the dominoes fall the way they will with Kawhi. A lot of that's going to uh, really form what we do this offseason. If, if Kawhi decides to blackball us and list teams he wants to go to, that's worst-case scenario because that kills his trade value in the market. If he's like, I only want to go to Boston or L.A., that, that really sucks because you know we're not going to trade him to Philly for a, a season for any kind of really, you know, um, fundamental piece. We're going to get shit for it. Picks. And if we're going to trade them, I'd rather get something now big uh, and make it worth it because you don't get a Kawhi Leonard every day. It just, it's a fact. He's a once in 25 year player, a 25 year um, type player, uh, just with his um, 
what he does on both ends, man, it's just a game changer. We have to try to keep him. If not, we need to replace him with something as good or multiple pieces that could, you know, kind of make up for it, like a Jalen Brown and uh, Terry Rozier and a pick, or like I said, a Markel Fultz and a Dario Saric and maybe a pick as well. So that's my thoughts. That's what I think is going to happen. Lots to come. I'm going to do a draft special here in a couple weeks when the draft is upon us after the finals. Um, I guess not in a couple weeks, closer to a month, month and a half. But uh, I miss my Spurs. I'm, if you're a Spurs fan, I'm, I'm sure this has been a freaking weird year. Um, but, hey, it's behind us. Uh, good news is we got nothing but news coming. Um, we need to wait on uh, Pop, see what he's going to do if he's done. Manu, Tony, uh, Rudy Gay to a degree, and then Kawhi. But, uh, hey, if you want to know what's going on with your Spurs, this is the place to follow the Spurs fam uh, Facebook group, uh, the best fan-run uh, Facebook Spurs page on the Internet. Um, I'm going to make it my goal to next, next year try to get a 1,000 or so people following us. And like I said, I want to be the place to go when you're looking for your Spurs news, uh, Spurs fam. So anyway, if you listen to, followed along, like, shared, um, just follow the page. I appreciate you. Um, I know you love your Spurs just as much as I do, and that's why I have a passion for doing what I do. I love my team, and I love spreading the good news, so to speak. So anyway, uh, until next time, guys, go Spurs, go, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm out of here.